Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello! And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT, Goofy, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, looking ahead to tonight's Monday Night Raw with Michael Sidgwick, and I suppose a show based all around the fallout from Survivor Series. Uh, before we talk about tonight's show, let's get Sidgwick's thoughts on Survivor Series. What would you say? Cracking, excellent thoughts. I mean, I didn't think it was very good, Wilborn, and I will not indulge you in this bollocks. We'll talk about the egg and the pursuit of the egg, and the <laughs> The law and the case and the investigation into the egg. <sighs> My God. I tweeted this. The mega fans will forgive me. I literally haven't seen outside of a few egg memes, maybe Biggie Seinfeld gear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some halfway enthusiastic takes about how Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair through WWE being bad mm-hmm. at this match that was like quite distinct from the usual WWE fair and all the better for it. Every take I've read, and I somehow had to reword this seven times across my star ratings review, which you Ooh. can access right now at whatculture.com slash WWE. Literally every take is a variation of, I can't summon a single thought about Survivor Series. Like bring back 2019, bring back pandemic era WWE wrestling. I would rather tonight watch a show held just for laughs in the empty performance center. Give me some very specific weirdness I can joke about. I'm never going to get anything good. I want I want the fiend to come back with some stupid. <laughs> I want two out of three falls matches every other match. I want a wild card rule that doesn't know itself. I need something that's halfway worth burying because, my God, it is a tundra of buzz. It is a wilderness of things to care about. I can't fathom how to talk about Survivor Series. You're watching Kevin Owens literally comes out, "Ah, 
why bother with this? <laughs> and it's, I get it, in storylines, he isn't bothered because he's feuding with Seth Rollins at the same time as Big E. And, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, well, I don't like anyone, much less my teammates. I like them equally as much as I like my opponents, which is not very so nuts to this. I'm not going to do it. That was bad enough, right? That he was like, his character was like, well, there's no point in doing this. There'll probably be no repercussions if I abandon this match. The reason why I'm abandoning this match is because everyone knows it doesn't matter. I'm simply going to take the count out, right? He's still going to get a title match with Big E. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's... Probably going to get a title match with Big E as given to him by a heel authority figure who will probably give it to him and not care that he walked out. Look, it's an intriguing thread if they can put the two things together. Adam Pierce was adamant that the Raw team had to be super strong and he made several changes along the way to ensure that was going to happen by replacing Dominic and then subsequently Rey Mysterio. Only for Kevin Owens, who was a heel like him, to walk out on the match, does he then stop Kevin Owens from getting the match with Big E? That's been teased heavily before Survivor Series happened. Does he just automatically side with him because he's a heel? Does Adam Pearce, being a heel who's not as over as Kevin Owens or as popular as Kevin Owens, telling him, no, 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 you, you ruined it for Raw, which I was really interested in. Does that stop Kevin Owens from getting the title match? Does that baby face Kevin Owens? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I, we will get to the egg stuff. I'm going to save that for, for, for a while. But I just, this show, man, uh, it's always weird, you know, the day after, because we do the live stream and it's all a bit wild and sometimes you do stuff and you go, oh, maybe maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe I've got the wrong take here. But not this show. It was so easy because it was like, so Becky and Charlotte just kicked the crap out of each other as expected. Attempted WWE's version, I suppose, of a shoot fight. And I quite enjoyed the last sort of five minutes of Roman Reigns versus Big E. But I think it speaks volumes. There was one point on this show, Sitch. Think about the, the, the ground that this covers and, and our history, along with many other people's, with Randy Orton Rowan. Oh, thank God Randy Orton's here. Oh, good. We're going to get just a nice, a nice three-star wrestling match because I'm going to jump all over the place. I apologize here, mate. But after the, apparently, according to Wikipedia, The Rock's 25th anniversary branded Battle Royal, sponsored by Pizza Hut and their new three-course meal. I was so glad to see it just a tag match with Randy Orton wrestling as a 177th paper. That, I don't want to go all in on Twitter, right? Because, you know, even though Randy Orton's a cock of a bloke, like just in case it's one of those things that goes viral in the sea, it's like, all right. Like he has taken a lot of bumps and I haven't been bored by everything he's done in his career. But this was getting talked up by Orton, you know, as he would about this big, huge milestone, this great achievement. It's, I mean, I guess it is, but it's just as much a total indictment of the creative process and how homogenized and repetitive WWE has been for almost the entire century, century at this point, that Randy Orton breaking the record for most most appearances by a WWE superstar on a pay-per-view is like, hey, isn't that good? No, it's really boring. 
It's incredibly repetitive. You couldn't begin. I could probably make a good fist of um, going through every Bret Hart, Rock and Austin pay-per-view match. They each peaked at the right time or maybe even overstayed their welcome in one or two cases. And yet they had such great distinct characters and like libraries of matches that you could go through it and love it. I couldn't begin to go through Randy Orton's entire record. You know whose um, record he broke? Pain. That, that's a record that should never be broken. It's not a good record. I said it before, like with Randy Orton, like, yeah, yet another three and a quarter star match to add to his CV. Like, who cares? Like, I eat soup for consistency. I, <laughs> I, really, want, I really want consistency in my soup. Too thin, and you like having a drink. Too thick, and it's like, well, I just should have some normal food instead of the absolute compromise that is soup. The uh, It's winter. I feel a bit ropey. I'd like to get a bit warm. I can't be asked to cook. I'll have, like, not canned, not tinned soup. I'll have the posh-ish stuff in the carton. With, let's face it, half of a loaf of bread to make it feel halfway <laughs> Like, soup is compromise, and I will accept consistency, value consistency in soup. I would rather watch five interesting years of a WWE's performer, of a WWE performer's career, than 20 friggin' years of three and a quarter star consistency. How do people get jazzed about this? We are we are in the content game here at What Culture. You know, our, our bread is good. We- with, with top 10 lists. And I genuinely think if you turn around to me right now, stuck a camera in front of my face and said, list, not even necessarily 10 matches, just 10 moments from Orton's pay-per-view career. I'd probably get to about seven, seven or eight. And I'd, they'd just then be struggling. Like the fact that my first thought goes to a match where in reality, it's Seth Rollins doing the re- really big lifting here, isn't it? It's jumping off Randy Orton's back and putting yourself in position for an RKO at WrestleMania, effectively, that well, I my, automatically go to. My first thought is from 17 years ago. Yeah, or something like that, for example. Um, and it was that couple, and he's going to break another record, I believe, on Raw tonight. It was that coupled with someone, I think, on the, the chat on the live stream saying, well, you know, Natalia's got the most Survivor Series eliminations for, for women. And I thought... I couldn't tell you a single elimination she has ever, ever got. I'll get your thoughts on that goddamn five-on-five match as we run through this pay-per-view. But, yeah, I I think one of the highlights of this show, as you mentioned, only because of the fact that WWE has been so bad in the build that they've effectively had to lean into it being a shoot fight, was was Becky and Charlotte. Your thoughts on that champion versus champion match? I really liked it. Um... Ultimately, it was a very different match to what WWE usually offers. The fact that it's in that context makes it so much more refreshing. Um, I thought they did a very, very, very good job of a very, very like difficult tone. I was so impressed with it because it couldn't feel like, oh, we're really, we really hate each other. Oh, we're really hitting each other. Because what does that say about literally everything else on the card or the show in the company? Like, if these are the ones that really hate each other, and this is the match that's real, like, I hate that kind of storytelling because it just indicts everything else. I don't think they tiptoed over that line, personally. 
I think they just had a really deliberately ugly, hate-fueled scrap that knew exactly how ugly to go. Mm. Struggle, animosity, like feisty, a bit pissy with the slaps. Like, it didn't really feel like, you know, they were making a mockery of anything else on the card. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, every wrestling match... If it isn't going for blow-away spectacular athleticism, every wrestling match should go for this. It was WWE's version of Punk versus Kingston. Yeah. It's one of those matches that illuminates to you, oh, hang on, shouldn't every wrestling match be work like this? (laughs) It wasn't on the level of Punk versus Kingston because there was still the odd shock kick-out face. There was the odd high spot that felt more like something cool to do rather than I'm just going to throw my body at you from a dangerous position because I hate you that much and I'm desperate to shut you up. So it wasn't as good, but it was equally, it was probably more impressive, to be frank, given that it was freaking WWE that promoted it. Uh, That was the expected highlight of the show. If you want my thoughts on anything else that happened, I can't give them to you, other than the egg, which we should get to because it ties into the actual preview element of the show for once. I'm excited to, to, to talk to you more on tomorrow's Raw review uh, about the man who, can't coexist with his own sur- surname in Damien Priest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why have they turned him heel? Like, you had already made someone who sit here and went, Do you know what? He's getting himself in position for like a rumble win. Like, he could be one of the very few people who, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to beat Roman Reigns or whoever it may be, but he put in a world title fight in April next year. And I think a lot of people would buy it. And we've talked about how he's been Teflon to the bad booking. But now the Damien side of Damien Priest coming out. We'll talk more about that on the Raw Review. I don't want to go play-by-play play on this pay-per-view, but just generally, I, me and Hamlet talked about this, and, and, and you as, a, as an AW fan, right, and it was written the brilliant Becoming All Elite book, which you can buy at whatculture.bigcartel.com, by the way. Um, the one complaint that even you aim at AW quite regularly is bloat on pay-per-view maybe arguably being a little bit self-indulgent with some of the matches. You know, for example, stuff at Full Gear, you, you know, have said to me, oh, they could have probably done with cutting even like five minutes off that. Well, yeah, the, fact so- these, the fact these two five-on-five matches where there were stakes, i.e. who's going to win, red or blue, and that was it. And like you say, it's not going to matter tonight. Like, Postman Pierce is not going to be happy that he's not checks notes. Postman Pierce on SmackDown because Raw won these matches. But like, yeah, it just felt like both. They went what 50, 54 minutes combined these two matches, and I'll remember barely anything from all this. The women's match was was just dreadful, and the men's match was was just long. Anything you want to say about both of those matches? I mean, just long. I was instructed not to care about them by the fact that Kevin Owens didn't. The fact that Seth Rollins won means he's going to be droning his little heart out all night tonight on Raw. Um, If you want to be really analytical and boring about it, if you were to have any feelings towards this anymore, you might think, you'd be naive, but you might think, oh, I was given reason to maybe take Austin Theory seriously going forward. It was one of those things where a match format such as Survivor Series allows WWE to elevate people. The last recent actual example was um, Roman Reigns got the most eliminations when it was still a chance that 
this company could be something that wasn't terrible. I remember but, watching Reigns eliminations of whatever, whatever year it was, thinking, ah, they really see him as a future superstar. That's good. That means I can invest in him. So if I still cared, I'd probably be encouraged by the Booker of Austin theory. My distinct memory, my prevailing memory of that men's one was um, Seth Rollins thrust kicked Sheamus in the face after a well executed sequence and like 2.9 kick out the whole bit, like the easiest stuff. And the entire crowd were like, Ugh. that means the match is still going on, isn't it? Like they just didn't react at all. There wasn't this, oh, we kicked out. Um, my actual experience of watching it was I got up at five to one. Missed the kickoff. I can catch up with that for review purposes only. I could have went my entire life without watching it. Yeah, it went to a DQ. Uh, it's pointless. Yeah, got up, got up at five to one. Uh, watched and enjoyed Becky versus Charlotte. But you know what? There's certain Sundays where, you know, the, the writing's left to a minimum. So the talent might do some stuff here. Yeah. And I watched the men's match and I was just, I went on my phone for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Caught upon all the world news events and current affairs because the entrances took a good 20 minutes. Mm. You pieces of trash. You're really doing this to me. Yeah, you, you mean you mentioned you mentioned Owens there. Rollins was sole survivor for a team raw in the men's match. Bianca Belair, sole survivor of team raw in the women's match. Will there be any repercussions, like you say, for, for either of those? Like, or is it just going to be Bianca Belair being dropped back into a feud with Dujap or some bollocks? Yeah, they've strengthened her ahead of her win, like a win against two drop or wins because they can never do anything once. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to have a match with Big E. Obviously, he's got a claim to it. Adam Pierce rightfully should not have anything to do with Kevin Owens. Maybe Kevin Owens can threaten to beat somebody up and Adam Pierce has to intervene as a baby. I don't care. Can we get to the egg? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I'm going to keep you waiting for the egg stuff. I've got a few more questions to, to, to take us up to five bullet points to talk about Raw, basically. But, yeah, 
one thing I wanted to actually ask you about was the uh, the bit. I mean, we did the report in the news this morning about them panicking a bit backstage, going, "Oh, you know, we kind of need to be off air by I don't know, I can't remember what the time was, eleven thirty-five American time, whatever it is, four thirty UK times, all I remember." But did you catch the the Bobby Lashley video? And does that signify a face turn for him? Like, what's yeah. going on there? Yeah. Because I mean, well, it makes sense to turn the face because people really... Um, he's great, yeah. People got on board with him. The ratings with him as champion were really quite impressive, if I recall correctly, uh, by modern WWE Raw standards. Uh, everyone thought he was awesome. He's got WWE babyface written all over him. Um, he's done everything he can do as a heel, I guess, at this point. He's won, dropped the title. He's had the quote-unquote marquee series of Goldberg. Um, yeah, turn a baby face. Like, do it in storylines, not with the video package, but this company can't do anything else except the video package. So if this did, in fact, happen, I wouldn't know. I skipped anything that wasn't live content that met the purview of what I had to do at work. Um, yeah, turn a face is doing it a better way, but... Is it couple, have... couple of video packages on this show? And, you know, they were there to showcase, like, look at look at Drew McIntyre now. And, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong, you know... I think it speaks volumes that they counted him out. If that's their way of being like, well, you know, Hamlet was talking about, for example, them being like, look at Tony Storm and Liv Morgan. They've got an elimination. And then immediately, literally both of them, I think about 60 seconds later, getting eliminated. Someone like a Drew McIntyre or a Sasha Banks, for example, they're like, we can't have them eat a pinfall or a submission. I mean, they will on, you know, TV every bloody week, but you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll take them out via count out this match to slightly protect them. But I thought all I could think was watching those video packages was A, yeah, Drew, uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre, obviously, but Bobby Lashley, what a talent he is and what a, an amazing career he's had. And he, you know, but it was just the, the the both of them were like, remember when we had them back in the early noughties? And I was like, yeah, you booked them both terribly. They were like, oh, look at that. Bobby Lashley's champion. It's United States champion, but you know, it's a champion. And then they did the, they vaguely sort of, Skip. Remember when he was ECW champion? Don't think about it. Move on, move on, sort of thing. So I just I wanted to know your thoughts because it did. It's going to be one of those things where probably he's going to murder. I don't know Dominic Mysterio or something again tonight. But they just aired this video package, and I was like, you can't watch that and not think, oh, what a, a bloody hardworking, great bloke he is. You know, army history, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then yeah, he's going to ragdoll some poor bastard, and we're going to be like. Is that some sort of fever dream? But, well, we'll talk about Big E, but we, we have to talk about the Big E, that being the Big Egg on this show. If you haven't watched Survivor Series and you're thinking, what are they on about? Vince McMahon showed up to sycophantic applause. No, I'm not having a go at the wrestlers. They, they know from, from history and from very recent history how easy it is for them to, for WWE to put them on the bloody chopping block. But yeah, he, Vince McMahon steps out of this limo and then goes, oh, one more second. And you think, oh my God, who's he got on the limo with him? Is it is it Rob Van Dam, like a nice callback to, to years and years ago? Is it Brock? Is it The Rock? Because they're doing all this thing for 25 years of The Rock. You wouldn't do that and not have him even appear by, by a satellite on this show. But no, he turns around and pulls out a special egg 
from uh, the film Red Notice, which is sponsoring the show, The Rock's in it. It's about these three eggs that were gifted to Cleopatra. I know because I hung over, watched that film a couple of weekends ago on Netflix. But if you didn't realise that, it was just Vince with a $100 million golden egg that he subsequently showed off to Roman Reigns and then was stolen. They, I mean, assume they have to follow this up on tonight's Raw. I mean, it's the most I've looked forward to Raw in quite some time to see how they do follow it up, Sige. But, well, there's two things. What on earth's going on and who stole the egg? And is is SmackDown's roster going to be on this show? Is Vince McMahon really bothered? Because at the end of the day, it's not even his egg. Not even my egg. Um, Well, the roster from SmackDown is on this show for reasons that are um, not egg-related. They (laughs) shoehorned the egg. They advertised the SmackDown crew because, I believe, is it in Long Island tonight? I have no idea. I'll have a look. I'm going to double-check very quickly. If it's the Long Island Raw, Long Island WWE Raw, wait there. Long Island WWE Raw. My notes are still saying Barclays, maybe. Oh, no, yeah, Long Island. You might be right. Oh, no, is that 29th? Of... <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, well, they're, they're advertised for that. So maybe it's going to be a two-week mystery. All I know is that the Long Island, they advertise Roman Reigns. And maybe in a dark match capacity because they couldn't shift as many tickets as yeah. AEW in December. So maybe I'm wrong. Um, oh, God damn it. I don't know, Wilborn. Here's the thing. They're not going to do anything good. I know that much. Uh, <laughs> they love... Being bad, word of being good. It's a it's a movie tie-in storyline. I expect this to be very wacky. Uh, we have an existential crisis, an existential. Yeah. <laughs> when I see the rain for the show, and it's one of the best of them. Yeah, because a lot of people want to know who's themed egg. Yeah. Like the might have self-awareness and have Hornswoggle steal it. You know how it's known to be like, oh, if Hornswoggle ties up a storyline, you knew they had an idea and this thought got bored of it, so they give it a Hornswoggle. Didn't that, you know, literally, like, ruin in retrospect, a combined three or four years worth of storytelling. Oh, but isn't it funny now because we are accepting how bad we are, so I'm expecting Hornswoggle. Look, uh, Simon Miller came up to film some quizzes. He's got rubbish opinions on WWE, but he's every bit the nicest bloody fella he comes off as. He's very what positive, a, very positive man. What a thoroughly good bloke Simon Miller is, isn't he? Just what a nice lad. Um, so because I would like to feel happiness on his behalf vicariously, I get Repo Man. Yeah. Yeah, Repo Man is some kind of one-off visual guy. I don't I think... Would- do anything quite so nostalgic. Then no, again, they might not do anything nostalgic because they are thinking they're actually going to pop a rating on the back of this. And it should be quite a big thing if the SmackDown crew's there as well. But nostalgia is their easiest shortcut. Mm. With the so maybe Repo Man will do it. All the 60-year-olds will absolutely jerk off. 
Well, yeah, it's going to say the, the other thing. I'm but... a Melbourne Paul Manage. I was going to say, the other thing that they do is uh, make light of horrific situations as well. So they could well go, Vince would be like, oh, why, have you, why have you taken egg off me? Sort of thing. I don't know why he's suddenly talking like that, but still. And Vipo Man can go, hey, budget cuts. Because it's funny because they've released 80 wrestlers in 2021. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, it's, it's such a weird who done it the day after the last big four well it's a big four paper but the last big pay-per-view of the year and the fallout i know it's an easy crutch for me to fall back on is who stole the egg <laughs> is this real life will we come up with one thing so we've got at least something to talk about who like will do a serious answer? Might be a comedy answer, but the one we actually think is going to happen, just to bring this to a close before I want to go home. Well, we, I've got a game we can play that we sometimes play on the SmackDown preview. So as you 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 continue, and I'll I'll. I'll who stole the egg? Who stole the egg? We'll have one guess each. Okay, well I'm going to stick with my guess from immediate aftermath, which is it's Bad Bunny because eggs because they like eggs. And he's bad, so he's bad enough to steal an egg. Right, they're not bringing him back in. Cost too much money. I think the answer is all truth by accident because he's an idiot. What? So he's he's in November going, I can't get any chocolate out of this egg. Yes, because he gets Easter confused with Thanksgiving. And the gag is that this beautiful, ridiculously expensive Fabergé egg is going to be, like, strewn across the floor. And there's no bloody chocolate. <laughs> right, I'm going to put you in... The, we'll do the game that we play now. So, the game we play on SmackDown, you know sometimes when it's like, who's going to answer, I don't know, Drew McIntyre's challenge on SmackDown, for example? Uh, or we did this week, for example, who's going to be the fifth member of Team SmackDown? And, uh, and our pick of Kayla Braxton may have slightly been off. But I've got the Raw roster open here. OK, when you're ready, just say stop and then pick a number between one and four. And then that's the person you've chosen to have stolen the egg. Can you come up with a storyline for it? So or can we come up with a storyline for it? Sige, tell me when to stop. I'm looking at this Raw roster now and, and weeping slightly. Stop. Okay. Pick. Pick a number. Pick a number between one and four. Three. Person who stole the egg. This actually might work quite well for, for some fantasy booking for us. It's only one half of the tag team champions. It's Riddle. They might actually do this. He 100% could have stolen it. Thinking it was a lighter or some bollocks. A bong. He's going to use it as a bong. Our truth thinks it's the correct answer. Yeah, that is that is a hell of a shout, you know. All considering what they do with Otis in that pizza-themed match. Again, it's funny because he, he thinks it's food or something. One final question before we wrap things up here, Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet Sidgwick, even. Uh, sorry, I've, I've not had a lot of sleep. It's not easy. 
Well, all I was going to ask you is, is about the main event because I haven't had your thoughts on it and and what happens next with with Big E. He's, he's you know he's, he's suffered a loss. He's WWE champion. Do they follow it up tonight with with him being maybe I don't know a bit vulnerable because like you say you got two people waiting in the wings to shoot to 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 go after his title. Let me answer your question with another question. What happened the last time on pay per view? The second to last time on pay per view, Roman Reigns beat someone. Oh, they 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 just. Moved on. Forgot about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in two minutes and go, oh, hey, Big E, still Big E. I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Money Around tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why say you can follow both of us? You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And yeah, if you're getting fed up with watching Monday Night Raw, maybe in the new year, instead of watching Raw, you can read a fantastic book all about all elite wrestling. It's called Becoming All Elite. It's brilliant. Uh, I'm so happy for Sid. He's worked so bloody hard on it. Uh, WhatCulture.BigCartel. Dot com if you want to pre-order that now uh, and subscribe to what Culture dressing wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts uh our review of the show in detail with myself and michael hampler is available right now and me and the dadly boys will be back tomorrow with the raw review and well effectively two lots of five-star review reviews where we skip something short crap and wrestling related because it'll be whatever we decide to skip the pointless match and also Egg fallout, I suppose. But anyway, this has been the raw preview. My thanks to Michael Sidrick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 